Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. I have a great guest today. It's a very interesting person. So her name is Amy Bailey. So she's an editor and publisher at MyScoop. You know, they have things that she wanted to talk to me because of my uh, love of t-shirts because she's all about fashion and I'm all about t-shirts. So she loves fashion, uh, recipes, craft cocktails, gardening, travel, party ideas, everything the Southern Belle needs, she can hook you up with. And I'm obviously a Southern Belle. So she wanted to talk. Actually, I want to talk to her. She's my, my scoop for one thing, but she's also got a very interesting concept that I want to talk to you guys about. So Amy, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Southern Bell's got to hang out together, right? So um, right. we're just talking about a little bit before. So uh, where did you, where did you grow up? I grew up in Huntsville. Okay. So and I'm a true Huntsvillian. That's right. They're rare, man. We're a rare breed. I'm one as well. So, uh, so let me ask you this. What kind of kid were you, were you into fashion as a kid? So how did that, were you, what were you into when you were a kid? You know, I was, um, my grandmother was a seamstress. Oh, so she actually had a sewing house where she would sew and she had all these sewing machines and just shelves and shelves of fabric and all these old vintage patterns. And that was amazing to me. I just thought it was the coolest thing. I would go through the ones from the 1970s and 1960s and I was just fascinated by it all. So was she making like bell bottoms and stuff back in the day? What was she, what was she making? Back in the day. Yeah. And then, um, and then when I was a teenager, I requested those, um, but she could do anything. I mean, a formal gown, um, you know, a Sunday dress. I mean, she, she could do anything and she would do her own patterns too, which is pretty amazing. Um, you could show her a picture of something from a magazine and she would do it. Man. That's amazing. So I mean, I, I can't, I can make a sandwich, maybe a sandwich. That's about it. But for people that can create things like that, just especially when they can just look at it and just like, Hey, I can make that. Just like yeah. uh, some people that can listen to something once and play it on the piano or whatever. Those people amaze me. I, that one skipped me. So that's really cool. So was she also your influence on how the, you know, how you got an everything Southern bell? Was she that influence as well? Um, she was. And also my mom, my mom, okay. you know, is just, has an eye for style and can can do everything from a tablescape to decorating a room to cooking a great meal. Nice. So when did you start developing, hey, I'm gonna, I'm interested in these things, but I wanna kind of make these my living. So how did that kind of come about? Well, um, so I moved away from the South for a moment and I lived in New York and I worked for Us Weekly and I loved it but it also made me appreciate the South a lot more. Sure. And, and all the things that, that we, you know, may tend to take for granted, um, you know, big family meals and the way we dress and our weather and all these things that, um, that just make our experience so unique. And so when I moved back, I continue working in magazines, but, you know, it was around that time people started creating blogs. And at that time, you know, not many people in the South were even doing blogs and very few were being done for the Southern woman in relation to style and whatnot. And so I just felt like there was a huge void there. And, um, and also just in relation to women in the South, and, you know, you might have a city magazine that would talk about restaurants and 
entrepreneurs and all these things. And then of course you have Southern living, but there, there was so much not being spoken about in relation to the modern Southern woman. That's cool. Yeah. So you kind of start developing it. You started something called My Scoop. First of all, I need to know about how how'd you come up with the name? Because me, I started a business and my name is Joe Martin. So my business name was Joe Martin Fitness LLC. So some people are really smart about their names. So how did you come up with My Scoop? Um, so it's kind of a random story, but of course, scoop in journalism means you have the scoop. And I was at the beach with my husband and his family and my little nephews were playing in the sand and they kept going scoop, scoop, scoop. And it just like a light bulb. I had been trying to come up with a name that was more, you know, general that, that didn't that didn't alienate, you know, any kind of reader. And so when they kept doing that, I thought, Scoop, that's a great name. So it's very random, but you never know how something might trigger you. That's right. Hey, it, it fits, right? So, and it, it's just, they get it over, over. It's just meant to be, right? So it's just, they helped you out. So that's cool. So yeah, like I said, maybe some people just name them after themselves because I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, well, I'll just name it after myself. So yeah. <laughs> so tell me if they're not familiar with it, tell people kind of um, what you guys do on your website. So in relation to the modern Southern woman, we speak about everything you can think of from recipes to relationships, to getting older, to travel. Um, there's, there's home decor, there's, you know, craft mocktail recipes and just a variety of, of different things. That's cool. And are you coming up with all these? Are you curating them? Like, what's your role? And you're, so you're editor and publisher. Do you have extra writers that work for you? Do you hire people? How does it work? I do have some freelance writers, but I do a lot of it now. Yes. Nice. That's a lot. That's a lot to cover right there. It is. So you mentioned, you mentioned mocktails. So I want to bring that up because you did something interesting that maybe some, you know, we're right now we're recording this on December 15th. So this will come out in, in a little less than a week, around the 20th. So it'll almost be the new year. People are starting things. Maybe they want to quit drinking. So that's something you did. You made this decision. I'm going to go alcohol free. So tell me how, how you came about that decision, first of all. Well, um, lots of different things, um, kind of a chain effect. But in, in 2017, my husband and I cut back on our drinking. And, and that was, we had... Well, his, his father had passed from lung cancer and my stepfather had passed very unexpectedly and neither related to drinking, but you know, those things make you think about your own mortality. And um, there was the health component certainly. And then I had some friends who had stopped drinking and one in particular, her name is Erin Street Shaw and she's a writer also. And she, she kept speaking about the mommy drinking culture and just how is that affecting women? And that was very interesting to me to, um, to sort of challenge this idea that, that is full force out there, whether you're watching TV or movies or on social media, you know, mama needs her wine. And that was, that was interesting because I hadn't thought about it like that because, oh, it's just a glass of wine. What's the big deal? But when you see it constantly 
and especially being driven towards women, it kind of makes you step back and go, okay, what are, what exactly is, is positive about this? And, um, and then two, so fast forward two years, you know, we read articles and books and all these different things. And that was very interesting to me because, you know, I learned about the tick and, you know, I always thought, well, it's around five o'clock. It's, it's time to celebrate. It's time for a little cocktail. And so, um, so to learn about the tick, which is, which is your brain, when you, when you are routinely drinking, your brain tells you it's time for a cocktail. And that bothered me. I didn't like that, that something could so easily be in your life and you're, and you're unaware of how controlling it is. Right. And so, um, so even, you know, even just having a glass a day, you know, that your brain tells you, you want that glass a day, you know, and, um, and all these things just kind of came together. And then after, let's see, yeah, after two years of, of cutting back, um, we had, we had some people in our lives who were suffering immensely from alcoholism. And we thought, well, you know what, why not? Why not just give it up? Because we, we just didn't like what it was doing. And it, you know, it kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth when you see it affecting other people um, so extremely. And so, um, so we did. And, and, you know, when, and I say we, because I didn't realize that my husband was going to give it up. You know, um, I was giving it up and I didn't want to be that that wife who was like, you need to stop doing this too. And so, so the fact that he continued on this journey was, was pretty cool and unexpected. Um, one, exactly one month into it, my father had a series of strokes at our home and those were alcohol related. Um, that's, you know, it was suspected that they were alcohol related and then all the doctors confirmed that they were alcohol related. So that was interesting that that happened one month into our sobriety because we had not told anyone we were even doing that. Cause you right. know, that's a big commitment. Yeah. <laughs> you tell people, Oh, we're not drinking anymore. It's like, what, you know, I mean, you really, um, you really need to hold your word to that. Um, and even then, um, you know, with that affirmation of, of seeing someone who I love so dearly suffering like that, um, it just seemed like, yes, we need to continue this course. And then, um, you know, even then, I think, I don't know that we thought we would do it for more than a year. I think we thought, okay, well, let's see how this goes. And, you know, and then we'll reevaluate. Yeah. And so that was, that was Two, two years, two months ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, what's been the, what's been the hardest part? Is it the beginning or is it now? Where was the, where was the hardest the part? Beginning. The beginning is by far the hardest. It always is. And, right. Um, and it's just awkward, you know, I mean, I, I, I speak, you know, from a unique position. I know other people have other, you know, journeys that they are on, but for me, that sort of like, what do I do with my hands thing, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and going to parties and getting through that first 15 minutes. And that, that was interesting too, because I had read different things that said that anxiety that you feel when you first walk into a party and your instinct is where, where's the drink, where's the bar, get through it, just push through that first 15 minutes and it goes away. And it does. And what I found is it's like so many things, it takes practice. And the more you do it, the, the less hard it is. But it really is, you know, that first week is hard. That first month is hard. And then something happens around three months that, that it, it just seems a little easier. And then you get to six months and you see that year, you know, so close. And you're like, I can do this. At six months, it really becomes so much easier. Um, and then, you know, at a year, I just thought, well, why would I, I feel so good. Why would I break this? You know, like what reason do I have to drink if I, if I'm enjoying this and it feels awesome, then, then why not just keep going? So, so now it's by far so much easier than it was in the beginning. And I really, I just don't think about it. That's when it's good. When it's not even something that it's in the back of your head. Like I'm sure in the beginning, it was just eating at you. Like, like you said, that first 15 minutes, like, all right, what are, that's just what I do. When I show up at a party, I go to the bar, you know, you got to break those habits. So uh, tell people kind of some of the benefits you've gotten from being alcohol free. Um, energy, much better energy. Um, focus, feeling, feeling present. You know, people talk about that word a lot now, but it's so much easier to, to be in the moment with my family. Um, you know, when, oh, I went to see the Nutcracker this past weekend. And that is something that I distinctly notice when, when drinking was more a routine part of my life, it was agony to sit still, you know? It was always like, okay, when's intermission? And looking through the program, okay, how many more acts do we have? And I don't do that anymore. And I don't know if it's the drinking or getting older or, or what, but it just, it's interesting to me that I can sit in situations now still for a very long time and be so present with what's happening. Um, sermons at church, like I always end up just wanting to hear more and really getting something out of it to where before I might get a little antsy, you know, um, that's, that's an interesting part to me. And then, you know, the biggest thing, and this is what I tell people is there seems to be this underlying joy and peace and, you know, we've had some, we've had some major things happen in the past two and a half years, you know, like I was telling you with my dad and um, after those strokes, he came to live with us. And then he, he did pass um, in April of 2020. But even in those just, just gut-riching times, I still felt a sense of peace, like everything was going to be okay, even, even in those awful days. Um, and that, that's interesting. That's interesting. It didn't feel like the world was falling apart. 
Wow. That was some awesome. I mean, being present is, is so huge. You know, people talk about it, but you may just, I think a lot of us will sometimes, you know, spend time with friends or family, but they're not really there. You know, you've probably talked to people that you can already tell they're either running a list in their head or they're thinking about the next thing and they're not, they're not there with you. So that's a huge one. And just, and just give yourself strength to get through these tough times. I mean, having that, I mean, who needs, when you have joy, even through the hard times, I mean, what an amazing benefit, right? Right, right. So there's, like I said, probably there's some people that have been thinking about doing this. They want to do this. What would be some, what would be some tips for you? So someone that's wanting to start off and just cut down and give up alcohol completely. Well, you know, I would say, um, I would say give yourself little goals. It doesn't have to be, you know, give it all up immediately. Maybe just begin to, to cut back. And, and see how that goes and see how you feel. I would have a good support system. Um, it was amazing to me how many people that I connected with on this journey that, um, that hadn't drank or they had just given it up about the same time that I did or they had you know heard what a friend was doing and then they decided to give it up. And so that's been that's been huge is just to have people who support you. And I have lots of friends who drink, of course, who are still very supportive and very curious. Um, and I, I think it's just important to, to talk about it more openly. And, um, and also on that same, on that same kind of note, you know, know, know why you're doing it. And so when people do become a little more, you know, now, why are you doing that? Did you have a problem? And start asking these series of questions, you can say, no, I just, you know, I just decided to take a break or I just decided um, for health reasons that I needed to cut back or I'm just not drinking right now. And yeah, that, and that, yeah, and that is something you've been open about. It's, it wasn't, it, alcohol wasn't a problem with you. It wasn't like something that was ruining your life or anything like that. It's just something that you made the choice, right? Right, right. Um, and then whatever your, um, you know, if part of your ritual, whether it's a daily thing or a, you know, Thursday and weekend thing or, or whatever it may be that 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 cocktail represents, you know, come up with something else, you know, hot tea <laughs> or, um, you know, a mocktail. There's so many different options now. And even going to local restaurants, if you ask the bartender to make you something non-alcoholic, most of them are going to jump at the chance because, well, they're good at their job. And I mean, imagine the margin on that if they're not putting alcohol in it. Yeah. <laughs> Charging about the same price. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and so have those little things that make you feel celebratory, for yeah. sure. And you've also got great tips on your Instagram. You do a really good job on Instagram. So it's at MyScoop on Instagram. And I'll link that in show notes as well. But you need to definitely follow her and check her out. She also has given out good tips and things like that on there. So um, yeah, so that's really cool. And, and people can follow you on there and just kind of see how you've done it. And you give updates occasionally on what you have going on with that. So that's a great way to do it. I mean, it's just always good to find out it's possible, right? Especially for someone right now who maybe they drink three, four, five nights a week, and they just can't imagine a life without alcohol. And then just to see someone that it was in their life and they made a choice to cut it down 
and how much it's done for them, giving you joy and peace and comfort and all these things that sound like it's a Bible story, you know? So it's, it's cool that they can see when things are possible. It's so much easier than just when they're thinking, I got to do this by myself. And those tips of finding a support system, anything you do is so important. So it's cool that, that your husband jumped right in and said, all right, I'm going to do this with you. Because, right. you know, if, it's, if he's over there drinking right next to you while you're trying, it's going to be that much harder. So to do right. that together is very, very cool. Um, all right, so we're going to get into the rapid fire questions. Probably the, the most important part. It's very stressful to be in the hot seat right now, but I think you can, I think you can handle it because you, uh, you haven't drank in two years, so you got that inner strength that you can handle this. So, um, all right, the first one right here, you may have already answered this inadvertently. What have you done lately that you are the most proud of? Um, the not drinking things pretty good. That's pretty good. I should have known that one, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. So uh, what compliment do people give you the most? Oh, my writing. Um, people love, people love my writing. Um, and, and I'm so fortunate to get to hear comments like that because it's very encouraging. All right. This is not on the list, but I'm going to ask you this. Do you know how to use semicolons? <laughs> sort of. I have, I have no idea. I've written a couple books. I write stuff all the time. I, I, don't, I don't know how grammar works. I was curious if anyone else does. I, I, I see them out there. I'll throw one out there just every now and then see if it works, but I don't, I don't know how they work. So I'll see if you okay, did. Okay, so. we'll continue this conversation. Yeah, we need, I need to have a grammar expert. Coffee, on, so. And I'll have a better answer. <laughs> That's right. All right. So this is probably a tough one for you, but what is your favorite book? Ooh. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I love y'all Jessie's homecoming. She she's from Huntsville. Mm -hmm. And um, that book is amazing. It is a it is a game changer. It is just incredible. Um, and to think she was so young when she wrote it is just amazing. And how old was she when she wrote that one? Oh, goodness. I think, was she 21? She was early 20s. I was early 20. Yeah, I couldn't remember exactly. But man, it is amazing. Yeah. 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 Hometown girl. That's awesome. So uh, what's one of your weird quirks? Ah, um, I take a hot bath every day. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. My wife that does too. I, I am a bath girl. My mom is a bath girl. And for whatever reason, I grew up taking baths. And so I still, I still love a bubble bath. Yeah. I, I feel weird if I see dudes that I hear about dudes taking baths. I don't know why it is. I think because most of them don't fit in a tub, right? It's just not right. But right, yeah, right. It, it seems like a good idea sitting around on that. But yes. Uh, so if you could teach one subject in school, what would it be? Creative writing. Creative writing. That's a great one right there. So uh, you mentioned it earlier about the mocktails. What's your what's your go to mocktail for yourself? Oh, so I used to love an Aperol spritz. And there is a company called Liars. It's L-Y-R-E apostrophe S, which I think is so clever, yeah. but it's a non-alcoholic brand. And they do an Italian spritz. And so you take that and you mix it with a little groovy, which is another non-alcoholic brand that does beer, wine, spirits. Um, they have a dry secco. And so you mix those two together and it is, it is just as good as an Aperol spritz, if not better. Nice. I'd call it the groovy liar. That'd be my drink. I'd call it the groovy liar. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, those are cool. There's so many options now for non-alcohol. I've got some friends that have done the same. There's, there's beers, whatever you want. They've got it. And, it, and they, yeah. I haven't tried one myself. I got, I got to be honest. But they say it tastes just like the real thing. And it's really, it kind of satisfies that craving of what do I do with my hands if I'm at a party? You know, I can have this. So it's been helpful for them. Oh, so. and you should know this too. Whole Foods, our Whole Foods is now selling athletic brewing. 
and oh, they okay. have the best beer. I mean, it tastes just the same as if you're a beer drinker. Yeah. Um, an awesome IPA, and so it's at our Whole Foods. Nice. Hey, Huntsville's coming up, man. We're we're becoming somebody right here. <laughs> All right, and, and the last one, you've done really well so far. You want to wrap it up with this one. What's the best thing that's happened to you this month? Um, so my, my husband has worked very, very hard all his adult life, and he has an apartment deal closing that is just absolutely incredible. And on that note, I will say, and he, he actually um, has talked about this, the phone call for this deal came through when we were on vacation. And this was probably about seven, eight months into not drinking. And we were sitting by the pool and the phone call came in and he talks about how, if we had been drinking, that he probably would not have answered that phone. Oh, wow. Had anxiety about who was calling and being professional and sounding professional, or he would have just said, Oh, I'm on vacation. Forget it. And so, um, so that's interesting. Um, you know, I think we tend to think about alcohol in big terms as in, well, if it's not, you know, hurting me, if it's not ruining my life, then is it a problem? But I think there's little things that it does, you know, that, that until you cut back or until you stop, you don't really notice like that little anxiety, anxiety, excuse me, about answering the phone or that low energy or that, well, you know, I'm not going to do that today. Cause I just feel kind of, you know, so, yeah. um, so that's, that's interesting to think about. And just yeah, you kind of, you kind of get on autopilot sometimes and you just, I, I always feel like this way. So I guess I'm, this is how I feel when, when it could be so much different. Right. Right. All right. Well, you did awesome on this. So people will got to go check you out. Like I said, on Instagram at my scoop and check out your website, myscoop.us. go check out all of us Southern bells on there, what we're into all these things. So Amy, thanks so much for coming on, giving people hope and some steps, some action steps they can take if they want to do the same thing and get those benefits in their life from going on alcohol free. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Joe. All right, y'all go out and follow her, check it out. Hey, if, and I'm sure that if people reach out to you all the time, you help them out and, and just give tips and hope and strength for people that want to do the same thing. Because I, I see you out there helping people all the time. So appreciate what you do. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. All Merry right, we'll talk, talk to you later. Thank you for tuning into that episode. I'd like to give a shout out to my awesome sponsors. Hey, go refinance your house with my friend Dominic Garver, or at least let him run your numbers, right? Just one example he did recently, he was able to lower a borrower's interest rate by a full point and still get him 50,000 bucks to put a pool in. That guy's like a modern day Clark Griswold. You know, you can give Dominic a call at 256-714-1429 or check out his website, rocketcitymortgageguy.com. Go save yourself some money. And we got a new one. How about my boy Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty? He's a native Huntsvillian, one of those people like myself. He's also a licensed real estate professional. He's been that since 2004. And you're not just a transaction with Teak. He wants to build a relationship for life with you. I mean, this guy does it all. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that. 
You know, he's built his business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You know, that's what it's built on. So you can trust these guys at, at Patnick Realty, all your real estate needs. He wants to be your turnkey agent for life. I trust Teak, and I think you should as well. So give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. And I'll put all that in show notes. You don't have to memorize that. Let's talk about apparel lab. Hey, the weather's getting a little cooler out there. A great kiss Christmas gift would be custom hoodies for your family members or maybe your team at work. You know, I recommend putting your face on them, but you can also put your logo or really whatever you want. Go check out their merch catalog at apparelab.co, not .com, .co to get some ideas. You can also email them at theapparelab at gmail.com and use promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money, get some awesome products, work with some great people. Support these awesome businesses who support positivity. Hope you have a great day.